This is The Binary Podcast, a conversation about gender. We explore masculinity and femininity to discover what does it mean to be man or woman. And we are your companions in this journey of discovery, Matt and Alex. So Matt, today's topic is parental leave. Mm. We're excited to talk about this one. Absolutely. So what we're wanting to look at today is um, around exploring the societal expectations on what parental leave is, breaking that out into what used to be the maternity leave, paternity leave, and what's now come to be parental leave. Mm. So I'd be interested to hear your thoughts very firstly on what you think parental leave is to you and what it means to you personally. Yeah. So I think that um, parental leave is, well, I mean, we look at it from the perspective of ensuring that a child has access to parental figures such that it can develop emotionally and socially and physically in a way that is, you know, effective, but also creating from the parent side an opportunity to be with their child and to develop a relationship with their child in that first formative year or so. What are your thoughts? So my thoughts were, I think, more literal in that sense. So I was thinking of just that time you take outside of work to um, spend with your child and it's looking after that child in, I suppose it is the first year of life generally. But for me, I think it is that discussion around what are the roles between a couple usually um, and that child and how that interacts with with your work or your or your career. So that's what I had traditionally thought of parental leave. Fantastic. What about parental leave excites you or doesn't excite you or what, what things come up when someone says parental leave? So I get excited by the, you know, the prospect of being a father that's being able to be really present in my child's life. And then the other side of that is dealing with navigating the trickiness in a corporate or commercial career where even to this point, it's still uncommon that a father would seek to be as involved or to lean on parental leave as much as a mother would in a, in a you know, traditional biological mother-father birthing situation. So, yeah, I, I, I get like excited by the idea on one hand and then at the same time I'm a bit resigned because it's kind of like, oh, well, you shouldn't be able to, you know, it's not your right as a father to be able to use parental leave in the same way that a mother does. Yeah, really interesting. So I think for obviously both you and I haven't had children yet, so we're looking at this from the perspective of watching others do it. Yeah, and being and prospective parents. Exactly. So the looking in to what it might look like or looking ahead in your own life, you're seeing opportunity that you would really like to do something, but maybe there's stuff in the way that will stop you doing that, whether it's what society expects of you, whether it's your role to be the primary caregiver or a shared caregiver, and then whether it's actually available to you from a structural sense. So what I think when I was reflecting on what parental leave means, I sort of thought of it in three broad categories. The first one was structurally like what is set up for males and females and primary caregivers and non-primary caregivers. What then is actually allowed in your social group or what's allowed in your family group. And then finally, what your choice or your experience 
and decision is around that. Mm. So do you have any thoughts on number one of like what structurally you think is either available to you or what you see as like challenges in the structural sense? Yeah, so I think there's been positive movement in achieving gender equality in this area over the past several years. We're we're transitioning away from having maternity and paternity leave policies to parental leave policies. I think to a large extent, the unspoken reality is that primary carer still means mother. And um, I think that's where there's, there's room for us to move forward. Having said that, there are a lot of really great progressive policies that enable mothers and fathers to be able to have uh, to play an equal role in caring for their child in the first year of life, it's still by far not the norm. So there are many, many fathers who may really want to play an equal role in caring for their child and aren't able to do so to do so because of the policy framework within which they operate. Mm. What's um What's your experience? Yeah, well, I think exactly the same in that sense of. I heard on another podcast recently that 1.2 million mothers take parental leave or access parental leave every year um, and only 6,800 fathers access it. So it's just the most ridiculous disparity in terms of gender roles and gender actions of what happens just related to whether you're male or female in the relationship or primary or secondary caregiver. And what I think I found when I listened to that, I thought – wow, like that is just so ridiculously different in the sense even that males who do want to access it, there must be such significant barriers for them to do so, whether it be what they're expected to do in their role or what they're not able to do. And my thought initially was, do you know what? I think women probably don't want to give that up Mm -hmm. if there's that many women doing it and there's that few men doing it. I can only imagine from my experience of speaking with men that they really want to get engaged in that, but there's not that opportunity from particularly my reflections is I would like to be the primary caregiver. Right. Okay. So, yeah, I think that's my reflection. Okay. And so we, we know that for many women taking parental leave means taking themselves out of the workforce for a period of time. And the intention of this conversation is not necessarily to talk about career and career progression, but having policies that provide for equal access to parental leave that enables couples to make that decision as a couple, whereas now we're kind of forcing that burden of stepping out of the workforce on, onto women. What's, um, what, what's your reflection on that? Yeah, I think that's a really complex one and one that I have thought about a lot. And when I, when I do go and want to have a child and if I'm able to have a child, I believe I would like the opportunity to stay in the workforce if I want to. And a lot of it comes down to just that choice. Mm -hmm. And I want the choice to be able to or not. And also do want my partner to be able to care for our child as a joint. I want them to have the same relationship as I do with Mm -hmm. that child. And I acknowledge and I understand that that means also having equal and shared responsibility which comes down to parental leave as the, as the first point of enabling that shared responsibility. Mm. So, yeah, the, the career side that ties into it I think is inherently complex and taking yourself out of the workforce 
to do something else which I consider in the workforce in caring for a child, Mm. I think really needs to be reassessed in terms of its value and how that can help progress your career instead of hinder your career. For sure. Well, and I think the way that if we think about traditional maternity leave, the way that that has impacted the structure of society from a gender perspective is that it has enabled so many men to progress in their careers ahead of women. They then, in many instances, become the the major or the primary breadwinner. There's then often an expectation of the woman to be, quote unquote, a homemaker, which can lead to financial dependence on a man, which can lead to this kind of unequal structure of the relationship, which can have all of these flow and impacts from there. And that for me is something that I consider to be very damaging and a real risk or a real barrier for us to overcome if we want to live in a truly equal society. Mm. So what do you see as an ideal solution or an ideal split to that? Well, I want to live in a world where not only are men and women given equal opportunity to care for a newborn, that there's also the expectation that goes with that, that, you know, come on, mate, it's your kid. You know, you'll do, you do as much for it as your female partner does. I think that that's where I want to be is where the, the parents are given the flexibility to work out what actually works for them in their circumstances, not necessarily to have it dictated to them by whether it's a, a federal government allowance or uh, a private sector parental leave policy. What about for you? Yeah, I totally agree with the structurally setting it up to support people with their own choice. I think what also comes up for me in this discussion is around what is considered normal and what is considered right. And a lot of the discussion that I have had and have been around um, has been that a mother provides a certain level of care to a child and that there's a diminishment of the care that a father can provide or a diminishment of how responsible they might be with a baby. And I think that that rhetoric is quite damaging as well in terms of creating that expectation and giving that autonomy and responsibility to a father when they're looking after a child is significant, but it's also a completely natural thing to do and it should be encouraged and fostered and and built as as a discussion that's a positive reinforcement of father's care because I know it can sometimes be considered that it's very important your relationship with your mother from zero to six to 12 months is really significant, but your relationship with your father is also just as significant. Mm. And so what I hear in what you're saying is that there's this idea that women are better equipped to care for children in early childhood or maybe throughout childhood, but certainly in this case in early childhood. And so as a result, we've set up structures that have that be the case or have women have greater access to caring for children in the early stages of childhood. Therefore, the men are, I guess, to some extent marginalised in terms of the opportunities that they have to develop in that area. And then it kind of becomes this self-fulfilling prophecy Mm. that, you know, we create men that are not well equipped to, to develop caring and loving and connected relationships with their children. And then that maybe has just been passed down generation to generation forever. 
<laughs> forever. Maybe not forever. Since it's pretty uh, grim. Since, since parental leave policies existed. Exactly. I think it's so true, and the the way that the the system, and I think it is a system. It's just it has been passed down. But the the big thing that I see in stopping that is just it sounds clinical, but it's skills development. Mm-hmm. So if you pass a baby to a male and you you make them look after that child for three weeks, they're going to get really, really great at that task and they're going to build skills, they're going to try things, they're not going to work, they're going to try something else and they'll yeah. be like, great, this works. So are you suggesting that we have some sort of competency-based training for, <laughs> yeah. for fathers? Maybe <laughs> there's can, a skills gap. We can accredit and micro-credential fathers. Maybe we can do that. I like it. I like it a lot. <laughs> Definitely will work. Um, once they've passed that, yeah. they can then get on-the-job experience. Great. And looking <laughs> after children. Okay, um, fantastic. So yeah, I really see that what you what you picked up before was denying someone an opportunity to do something is actually denying them the opportunity to have something. Mm. So having connection is directly related to having the opportunity to care. And it ties in a lot for me with the natural the natural distinctions we often place on males and females that the male is strong and the female is caring and being more in the gray about that I think could be really beneficial and so whilst we're still talking about I guess the the policy that supports parental leave you know we've spoken before about how there's this been this progression from maternity and paternity leave to recognize I guess not only other couplings but other parental caring arrangements and we've now got this primary carer, secondary carer, or primary non-primary carer. Do you think the progression from here is to a parental leave that makes no distinction between either of the parents? Yeah, I like that idea. I actually haven't thought about thought about that, but taking away, I really like the idea of taking away primary versus not primary because mm-hmm. um, when I hear the word primary, it sounds important, and when you hear something else, it's it is not significant in terms of contribution. I think having the barrier for someone who's not the primary carer to take leave and to access the benefits that are attached to that leave does reinforce the the challenges that this system is is creating and removing that might allow for more free flowing and and allow for that choice element of what works best for that couple. Perhaps it's a a full bundle of leave that is given to a couple and they sort out how much leave they take each. Mm. Or it's some unlimited degree of unpaid leave that can be accessed at any time by any member of that family in order to support that. Mm. What about you? Well, there, there are amazing systems around the world that are not only permissive but they're kind of proactive in encouraging equal split. So there'll be, to your point, an allotment of leave that's granted to any parental couple. And the way that it's set up is that one partner can only use as much as 50% of that leave allotment. So it may be that the father chooses to leave 50%, use 50% of the leave or the mother chooses to, to use 50% of the leave. And if the other partner does not access their 50%, then the couple then forfeits it. So if they want to use the whole 100%, then they have to use it equally. And I think that's just such a such a sensible 
idea in such a, um, I guess, interventionist way that can speed up this journey towards having better gender equality in, in parenting. And does it stop someone from being able to, does, it, does that solve the problem of having shared or equal access to supporting and, and developing that child? Or is that not the aim at the end of the process? I think it, I think it does. I think that, you know, you could have a separate discussion about how much the entitlement is or ought to be, mm. but if it's shared equally between parents, then the child gets equal access to both parents and both parents get equal access to supporting the emotional development of that child. And I think that's a really, really great thing. So in terms of the social side of things, I'd be really interested to hear what your experience is and what your thoughts are around, firstly, the idea of taking your job to a part-time basis or Mm. taking parental leave as a male. And then secondly, what you think societal expectations are around males looking after a child. Yeah. So I'm, I'm probably fortunate. Well, I'm certainly fortunate in that the environment that I'm in, in terms of my social circles, the, the organization that I work for has a very progressive attitude towards this. And I know that there's huge support for, for men that choose to take on flexible or part-time working arrangements to be a carer or for whatever other reason. And equally the, social circle around me is is one that would be very supportive of that as well now as i said i'm very fortunate and my interpretation of society more broadly is that that's absolutely not reflected in terms of what is the opportunity that's afforded to or what's expected of a man it's like as a man your job's to put food on the table you know and make sure that your family's protected and that can often look like not being there all the time because you're out trying to make sure that your wife, if we're talking in kind of traditional terms, and your kids are like happy and safe and looked after. And so that that's looked a totally different way to the possibility that's available to me, which is to work part-time and to be physically in the home with children. So I think that's, you know, it's, it's challenging because, you know, as, as you pointed out, there are so many men that would love that opportunity. And over generations gone by, it's just not even been a possibility for them. And so they've been forced to be a certain way because of what they thought was expected of them. What's your reflection on you know, the role of, of men and women as it relates to parental leave? Yeah, I think my initial thought has slightly changed in this discussion, mm, okay. which is awesome. Yeah. It's <laughs> what it's designed to, for. Totally. It's meant to be a journey of discovery. So with who is like the best suited and who society kind of infers as the best suited carer, I think when I came into this conversation, I was on the on the side of thinking, well, a, a mother provides a certain level of care. They, I think the elephant in the room often around this discussion is, well, the mother is the machine, essentially the baby-making machine that mm. provides milk and provides that then turns into provides comfort and all these other things that are not necessarily biological. And that, that to me was something that I thought was really important in the first stages of the baby's development. What I think I've really realised is that it just totally depends on each person's 
situation and that there are several figures in people's lives being fathers, mothers, whoever else, who are the most caring person in that person's life or the most what's traditionally called maternal, Mm. which doesn't relate to gender necessarily. So I think that's been a really big breakthrough for me in this conversation is that the opportunity for someone to be that person for the child is just so diverse and you can't actually, there's no formula for it. Yeah. Mind the pun. (laughs) (laughs) Totally. I, um, yeah, I think if I could, you know, if there's one thing that I could have people take away from this conversation from uh, a man's perspective is that the, the feeling from many men, and I would suggest it would be, you know, petite, like increasingly young men, is that we're getting locked out of the opportunity to be fathers. And, you know, many of us can see the impact that that expectation around shared duty, around duty of raising children, the impact that that has on women, particularly those that are ambitious for a career. And we just want the opportunity to play our 50% part. And, you know, it's really encouraging to see the progress that's being made in equal leave policies that make that accessible. But very much that is, I think, there's a big class divide in that as well. Because, you know, it doesn't take much research to find out the kinds of companies that have really amazing equal parental leave policies and, you know, they're elite top tier organizations that are only accessible to, to certain cohorts of people. But for the average man who is working in maybe a blue collar job, that access is a million miles away. So yeah, I, I, as I say, I think it's not that men don't want to play a role. It's that there are barriers in the way for many of us. And from a female perspective, to be able to stop that complaint and constant whinge that I can just see myself having. (laughs) And it's just natural to think, I think, that your circumstances are slightly worse than someone else or you're doing all of this and all of that. But in allowing something, it's a task of, it's a process of delegation Mm. and it's about allowing someone to have that access which will only by empowering them it will only assist you and it will help in any of those troubles that women face or feel that they have problems in Mm. it can only expand that and build the most amazing relationship for couples with that shared responsibility okay and what what do you hope for yourself when your time comes to have a family I really hope that I have a situation where it's shared of everything, where we're sharing the responsibility and care and um, support for that child financially. Mm. I really want to continue my career and I also really want my partner to continue their career. And to me, that means that we're going to also share whatever responsibilities come with the family. So I'm 50-50 would be the number that I'd want to put on it. <laughs> Great. <laughs> exactly. As, as equal as you can possibly get. I Absolutely. Like How about you? Yeah, exactly the same. You know, I want to be, yeah, I want to be a big part of my kids' lives. And as I said, I, I acknowledge how fortunate I am to be in the circumstances where I am in terms of the leave that I could have access to and the support from my friends and family to be able to access that 
So I would hope to be able to be a really big contribution to my kid's life and to do that in partnership with my wife. Absolutely. Yeah. So we've had this this conversation and we're talking about parental leave. Of course, we're talking here in the context of parents who are, you know, the biological parents of a child. There is a whole different set of experiences and circumstances for parents that go through an adoption process. Equally, there are other complexities and experiences for parents from the LGBT community as well. And so, yeah, it's important, of course, that we recognise that as well. Thank you, Al, for another fascinating conversation. This one, I think, is one where we're both kind of exploring and trying to figure out how we can really impact this area. But it sounds like there's some really positive developments that are being made. Definitely. Thanks for taking us on the journey. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) 